you'll listen fast and I'll get done fast. But I doubt you'll listen fast. I'm not sure you're able to. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses, verse 1 through 3. And I'm going to move just really quickly. Hopefully you find it. But all the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do. That you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knowest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Father, I pray that you bless tonight. Holy Spirit of God, I again, I yield myself to thee and I ask you to please guide my mind. I need you so much, Lord. I need you to, to continue to give me clarity of mind, strength of body, and Holy Spirit, that you would just wrap your arms around this place and protect us and just give us uh, open hearts and open ears, please, in Jesus' name. Amen. This uh, God right here is talking about a form of nourishment uh, when he talks about that this, this bread that we, are, uh, that we need to have. He said, man doth not uh, live by, by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father uh, of the Lord doth man live. And so the, God is saying that we need nourishment, but it, this bread or physical nourishment is not enough. And now this nourishment, this strength and sustenance comes in part from knowing the Word of God. Now this morning I was talking about knowing God, and, and I said one of those ways is by knowing the Word of God, but I'm going to try to emphasize tonight how important it is that we get into the Word of God. And every day, you know, most everybody in here likes to eat every day. I mean, is that true? Everybody, in, we like to eat every day, and, and, and some of us like to eat many times a day, and sometimes don't eat many times a day because we never stop eating the one time that we began. But, but it, it, it's, listen, it's come, there's, from knowing the Word of God, there's, there's some great strength, but, but that's knowledge, and it's the truth that it can, that's inside the Word of God, and it's very important that we get that. But as critical as it is to know the Word, it's just as critical, if not more critical, to walk in the Word. You see, what good is it if we know it if we don't do it? And so uh, to live according to His truth, you can hear the Word and have a knowledge of His truth, but if you don't heed the Word, it benefits you little in this life with God and for God. It's not enough to know the Word. We must also walk in the Word. The Word of God is the bread of life, for Jesus is the bread of life. John chapter 6, verse 32 through 35 says, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of, of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Jesus said he was the bread of life. The word of God also, the word of God is the bread of life because Jesus and the word are synonymous. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So Jesus and the word are both the bread of life. 
Jesus is also the water of life. John 4, 13 says, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Since Jesus is the Word of God and the Word of God is Christ, then it would be reasonable to understand the importance of the Word of God. You see, if we really understand that, that Jesus is, and I don't fully comprehend it uh, totally, but Jesus said he was the Word, and the Word was him. Everything that's spoken, that's Jesus. Jesus is speaking everything that we have called the Word of God. Now, it is the Word of God that speaks of Jesus. It's the Word of God that teaches us of the bread of life. It's the Word of God that teaches us of the water of life. Over and over, we see Jesus describing himself as the bread that would eliminate all hunger and the water that would allow you to never thirst again. That's how Jesus describes himself. He says, he said, I, I'm the bread. Once you eat of me, you don't need anything else to eat. And I'm the, I'm the drink that once you drink of me, you'll never thirst again. Now, God gave his word to us to be our spiritual food. And I'm heading someplace, with, folks, but God didn't just give this to us as information, but he gave it to us as spiritual food, spiritual nourishment. So even more than studying the Bible, we need to eat it. That's my title, eat it. More than studying the Bible, we need to eat it. Nothing is more important to our Christian life than, than our being nourished with the Word of God. We can have biblical knowledge. Please listen to this. We can have biblical knowledge and yet be spiritually starving. God's primary concern for us is that we would be living and growing by eating the Word of God as our very food. Now, just this little illustration maybe makes some sense to you. But if a mom took her little one and taught them all about nutrition... And she taught them about the four food groups, and in the South, that would be maters, taters, grease, and grits. <laughs> or if you, if you enjoy elf, that would be candy, candy cane, candy corn, and syrup. <laughs> or today's generation, that'd be canned, frozen, takeout, or junk food. But regardless, what, even if you taught them the legitimate food groups, calorie counting and, and to eat non-processed foods, but did not make a meal or feed your kids, there'd be a problem. And that's what we so often do, man. We, we just, hey, give out information, information, information. Let me teach you the Bible, teach you the Bible. We used to hear it all the time. They go down deep and come up dry. And listen, I believe we need to learn the Bible because you can't live the Bible unless you learn the Bible. But if you learn the Bible without living the Bible, you're really no better off. Two things are clear from Scripture, that we can increase knowledge without increasing truth. 2 Timothy 3.7 says, Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, folks, you may be, you may be the, the most intelligent uh, Bible student in this room right now, uh, but, but I'm telling you, that does not equate to spirituality. Spirituality is when we eat the Word. When we let it nourish our souls. Now, we can and should eat or find nourishment in the Word of God. 
Uh, that's the second thing that we find from the Bible that we can and should eat or find nourishment in the Word of God. Second Timothy 4, 6 says, If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine whereunto thou hast attained. That word nourish is talking about eating. That word nourish is about consuming and being nourished, being built up and, and being, uh, your, your body being, being strengthened because of what you've consumed. In the Old Testament, the prophet, uh, the prophet Jeremiah said, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Uh, uh, listen, God says, uh, in Jeremiah, Jeremiah said, I, you know, your words came, and I ate them. He didn't say I read them. He said I didn't. He didn't say I studied them. He said I ate them. I consumed them. I, look, you know what? When you eat something, it becomes part of you. And it becomes more and more a part of you. The more and more you eat, the more a part of you it becomes. I've been, I've been on a journey uh, for about a month now. I'm going to eat ice cream at least once a day until I, I'm trying to just finish it off and then I'm going to stop. And listen, uh, it's, fortunately our scales have been broken for about three weeks. Because I can just convince myself that eating on ice cream hadn't affected me a bit. I'm, I'm telling you. And then it, it started back working today, like a, de- a demon got in it. And I found out that eating ice cream has affected me. In the New Testament, the Apostle John testified in Revelation that he ate the words of God. Matthew 4 gives us the account of the Lord being tempted by the devil. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, according to Deuteronomy, but, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And again, he's equating it to nourishment. He's saying, look, you're, you think you need to be physically nourished. He said what you need is to be spiritually nourished. Jesus plainly told us that we just... That as we live on a physical bread, just as we live with physical bread, we don't live on God's word, our spiritual bread. To eat it is to to take something into us. Uh, When we eat it, we we take something in that satisfies or nourishes or energizes us. What we eat supplies our bodies with nutrients so we are sustained and we grow. And what we eat, the food must come from, watch this now, the food that we eat, every food that you eat originated in some sort of living matter. I want you to think about this now. Everything came from some sort of living matter. Inorganic matter can't nourish us. You ever tried to eat in a rock? Okay, let me try this. Have you ever tried eating dirt? Don't even look at me like that because if you were a kid, you did. I can remember vividly laying down on my stomach in the dust out in front of our house and blowing the dust away and sticking my tongue on it. I do. Don't look at me that way. I did, and it was good. It was either that or eat what my brother made for me, but... Now, what we eat must be or or must... or either is or was at some point living. Spiritual eating is to take something that is alive, divinely alive, into us, to nourish us. When we eat the Word daily, we find daily satisfaction. 
and we're strengthened to live the Christian life. As we take in spiritual food, we grow to be more like Christ. You see, as we, as we consume the Word of God, not just read it intellectually. See, when we read it and study it intellectually, what we're doing, it goes to one place, just goes to our brain. That's all it really does. It goes to our brain. When we eat of this food, when we consume it nutritionally, spiritually nutritionally, it, 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 it supplies everything in us. It changes how we look through our eyes. It changes how we hear. It changes how we think. It changes how we speak. It changes where I walk. It changes what I touch. It changes everything about me. Can I get an amen somewhere? I mean, just sneeze or something. Act like you're saying amen. Carl, can you say amen? Thank you. God bless you. The word, the Bible, is not to be a textbook or a marriage child-rearing manual. And that's what so much of it's becoming. It's becoming psychology, and it's becoming information, and it's becoming this plan and that plan. You know, when I, when, <clears throat> so many times when we do marriage conferences, I would say to people, I, I know you're expecting us to come in and give you 27 points on how to save your marriage, how to make your marriage, how to build your marriage. And, and I always look at them and say, look, that's not what we're here about. You know what I'm going to try to do? I'm going to try to get you praying. I'm going to try to get you in the Word of God. I'm going to try to get you to, to believe and act like a Christian in your home. It's to be our daily spiritual nourishment. So tonight we see the representation of Christ and the Lord's Supper, as we call it. We just saw the representation where we, Jesus literally said, he said, now when you take this food, when you take it in, you're remembering my body, you're remembering my blood. But so much of the scripture teaches us that we are also to eat of this eternal word. You partake of Jesus once and you have your life for, you have eternal life forevermore. You never hunger again, you never thirst again. And it's a wonderful picture. This is a picture of our salvation through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. By his blood and by his broken body, we have our sins paid for forever. But in similar matter, the manner, the word of God is to be consumed. And, and I wish, I told my wife today, so many times I feel like I can't get across what I'm trying to say, but, but it's more than just, I, I read through it. And look, look, if you don't read it, then, then start out with a schedule and just ritualistically read through it. Because look, you'll, you'll never learn to live it until you at least get it in. So start reading and start doing. But if you're reading now and you've been, for, for five years, you've been reading through the Bible every year, can I just challenge you just right now, just every morning get up as though you're going to eat breakfast spiritually and say, God, I need spiritual nourishment. I need you to fill my heart, fill my soul with something from the Word of God. It's so, it's so vital that we, we realize this. This is the eternal word, but it's, it's not just words. It is God, and he's saying, look, Jesus said, you come eat of me. And they turned away. They said, man, that's a hard saying. He said, you come drink my blood. Oh, that's a hard saying. I can't do that. And can I tell you all through the scriptures, he tells us he is the word, and we're still supposed to eat. Hey. The Word of God is to be consumed. It gives us life. It's life 
giving bread and nourishment to live day by day, just as we must soberly come to eat and drink deeply of Jesus at the moments of salvation. At the moment of salvation, we take in deeply Jesus Christ. We consume Jesus Christ. We, we open ourselves, and this is such a serious thing. We look at the Lord's Supper, and we, we so soberly take this thing and, and think about every moment of it and, and what it represents. But I'm telling you, it ought to be that sober and serious when we get into the Word of God every day. You know, if that's why God says to meditate on it, because can I tell you, we're to read it, we're to study it, we're to meditate on it, because read it and study it is like our meal. Meditation is our snacks in between the meal. We got to keep, and when you memorize it, do you understand that that's like being able? That's like Thanksgiving when you go through the house and everywhere you go, there's a plate of this and a plate of that, and snack here and snack there, and you just keep saying, "I'm not going to eat much of that," so I go by and get it, you know, 17 times, and you know, because little pieces are okay. Did you know that little pieces of chocolate pie are not fattening, even if you? Even if you eat the whole pie, if you just eat little pieces at, at one at a time, they're really not fattening. But that's kind of what it means to memorize the Word of God. To memorize, it's just kind of like you can take a little piece here and a little piece, piece there, and you can nurse. And God says, you know what? You're hungry. You go outside and you work real hard. You get real thirsty. Well, spiritually, you can get real thirsty sometimes. Isn't it wonderful for a verse or scripture to come into your mind? And to nourish you at that moment. So just as we must soberly come to eat and drink deeply of Jesus at the moment of salvation, so must we eat and drink deeply of the eternal words of God. John 6.63 said, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are life if they nourish and remember, I said that, that if something, if we, when you eat, whatever you eat, if it's truly going to nourish you, it had to come from something living. And this is alive. The words of God, the, the very words of God are alive. And they nourish us. They don't simply stimulate our intellect, or they shouldn't. They should nourish us. Each one of us, I believe, took seriously the Lord's Supper a few moments ago. We took it of it in sincerity, understanding the true meaning of it, the seriousness of the meaning behind the bread and the juice. The representation of the shed blood and the broken body of Christ. But here's the question I have. But do we take that seriously, the reading, studying, partaking, eating of the Lord's Word? If, if we really had to physically survive on how much we eat of the Lord's Word... Would we all look like we're out of a concentration camp? I mean, think of it right now. If you had to survive physically off the last week, last seven days, 
off the, if, if the Word of God really somehow miraculously transformed into physical food, and however much you took in of the Word of God is how physically you're nourished today. Would you have been on a seven-day fast? Is the Word of God something to be glanced at? Something to be studied as a self-help book? Something to simply be knowledgeable of? Oh, I know that. I know where that is. I know it. Look, if you, if you can't tell me where the verse is, but you know the verse and you're trying to live it, that's more important to me than you being able to tell me where it's located. So is it something to be studied or is it something to be eaten to sustain our spiritual lives? And I believe, and I've tried to do this in a kind of a condensed version here, but I, but I believe that, that somehow we're supposed to look at this as spiritual nourishment, our food. And if we don't eat of it, we don't survive. Anybody here that, that if you go for a while without eating, you, you, you're one of those, like me, where your sugar level drops and you just get weak as a kitten? Anybody else like that? I mean, I do. I get incredibly weak at times if I don't, if I don't eat for a while. So, you know, initially when I start now, I, I kind of get out of it after I go fast for a while. You know, after fasting, I kind of, I guess I sort of get out of that, but you know, those first few days, man, I'm just dragging around, can barely move because my, and I've always just figured my sugar level, it's just, it bottoms out. I know I'll get really, really weak, and then I'll, I'll eat a little bite, and it's like my, the lights come on, and I feel good. And I also get incredibly irritable if I don't eat. I figured you'd be waving a handkerchief or something, Joe Beth. If I don't eat, I get, I can get aggravated. I can get really aggravated if I'm extremely hungry and my wife says, it's ready, come on. Then I go to the table and wait for another 20 minutes. Because she said it was ready, but it's not really ready. She just wants me sitting there until it is ready. And I get frustrated. Now, do you know the same thing happens when we don't spiritually eat right? We get weak, and often we get irritable. We get sharp. We say hurtful words. We jab at each other because we're undernourished our spiritual sugar level has dropped so I'm trying to challenge us this morning tonight one seeking God is so much more in prayer but part of seeking God is the Word of God but it's not just okay I gotta do uh, let's see here I'm gonna read uh, you know, I got to read Job, three chapters in Job. Man, that's really encouraging today. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, Oh, that I were in, 
in months past, as in the days when God preserved me. Yeah, that's why I wish things were like they used to be. Good night. When his candle shined upon my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness, and I was in the days of my youth, and when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle, yes. Okay, let me put down, I got that one done. You say, do you really do that? I don't know, how about you? You ever get completely through with it? My daddy said, about two months before, before he passed away, he said, son, no, it wasn't either. It was probably less than a month. Because he would come out of the hospital and he said, uh, son, I'm, I'm trying. I can't focus. I try to read my Bible and I'll get done and realize I don't remember what I read. So I have to go back and read it again. Have you ever... Have you ever sat down to eat lasagna and didn't remember that you ate it? No, it doesn't happen. But I've many times when Dad said that, I thought, and I told him, I said, Dad, that's happened to me so many times. Do the exact same thing. My mind wandered, and I get done, and what did I just read? But if you eat it, you remember everything. My wife made some of the most incredible lasagna today. And can I tell you, I remember what it tastes like. I remember that I ate it. I will remember tonight about midnight today. <laughs> just a challenge to us and we had a shortened amount of time tonight but challenged us are we really desiring God to know God and to feed to eat upon his word where it really nourishes us Father I pray that you bless our Lord Jesus I, I, I pray that it might help someone. It, it challenges me, the thought does. And maybe I'm just preaching to myself, but Lord, I pray, please, that you would help us to maybe not understand at this moment, but, but as we attempt to grow in this area, that we would understand more and more what it means to truly to eat, to consume, to be nourished by the word of God. Lord, it's alive. Every plant and every vegetable we eat, it was alive. And every piece of meat that we eat, it was alive. And, and Lord, I, I pray that we, if we take the milk of the word, it came from a living vessel. Lord, I pray that we take this meat of the word and the milk of the word and that we would consume it in the same way. And that living word would change us. Please, Father, I pray that you might help us to be more like thee, to grow to be more like thee, please. And Father, if there's even one here tonight that does not know for sure they're going to heaven, Lord, I pray that they would understand the, the true and living words of God that would change them. He, Jesus said you can come unto him and drink of him and you'll never thirst again. 
And Lord, I pray that somebody that may have doubts about their salvation might do that tonight. Let's all stand and we'll just take a few moments. We're, we're not extremely late. We're a few minutes late tonight, but I want to take a few moments. And again, tonight, the real commitment is to do we want to start a journey? And God has to help us because I'm not saying you could even, that I can explain it so you can understand it. I'm not even sure I fully, completely understand it. I just know this is what God wants. He wants us not just to read, to study, to mentally, to, to grow in, in, in knowledge, but He wants us to consume the truth whereby we will be nourished spiritually and that we will grow. May God speak to your heart tonight as she plays. The altar is yours. Will you go ahead and be seated just a second um, with Jesse and Rochelle coming tonight uh, to join our church. And uh, that's a pretty exciting day when you have two different couples coming to join your church. And we're excited about that. Um, I don't want you to do this, but years ago, a fellow that I heard preach, he kind of uh, was preaching similar in this line. But he said that uh, he decided that he, he made a vow to God that he would... If he didn't have, if he didn't read his Bible in the morning, that there would be no no Bible, no breakfast, no Bible, no burrito, no Bible, no supper. You know, I mean, he was just he was just no Bible. He wasn't going to eat that day. Now I'll be honest with you. You know, when you make a vow, you got to keep that vow. So I, when he said that, I thought, I ain't no way I'm going to do that, man. <laughs> I mean, I just uh, you know. You know, there's some bridges I'm just not going to cross, but the, uh, but I would, I, you know, it's a good concept. You know, when you, when you get up in the morning, your stomach's growling, maybe that could be a reminder to go to the Word of God first. Because if you're hungry physically, there's a real good chance you're probably hungry spiritually. Amen. Amen. And uh, I'll, they'll fill that out. And, but uh, right now, uh, Jesse and Rochelle, why don't y'all come on up here? Uh, they're joining our church. Uh, they had already filled out one of these papers. I think you've already filled out one of these, uh, the information and things like that. 
Uh, and, and honestly, I thought that as soon as I heard that they had already filled out one, Jesse thought that made him a member. And, uh, and so uh, I thought, that's why I said to him tonight, I thought, you know, hey, uh, are you guys going to join here? And he said, I thought I already was. And so, uh, but now we're making it absolutely official. Amen. Everybody happy about that? Would you say amen? So glad to have them here. Y'all come up and welcome them. And Brother Allen will close us in prayer. Your stand will be dismissed. Lord, again, we are thankful for the day. Lord, thank you for the Coleman family to come and join with us. Lord, I pray that uh, uh, they'll find their perfect place of service here. Lord, thank you for what they've already been doing. Lord, thank you for that. Now, Lord, we uh, ask you to go with us tonight, uh, going to work and other things that we must get done. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll just 